Welcome Walnut. I'm Lara, but you can call me Laz, your host for Walnut Wednesday. This is your reminder to be brave, be yourself, and know that you can make the world a better place just by what you decide today. Here, I'm going to share my weekly walnutings with you on a Wednesday. Happy Walnut Wednesday. I am welcoming back Kate from London. Hello, Kate. Hello. We promised, we, we, the collective, we promised to have you back for episode 20 when we last talked 10 whole episodes ago. I can't believe I'm up to 20 now. Um, how are you? I'm good. I very much enjoyed seeing you when I was back in New Zealand and you know, I'm back in London so at least I get to talk to you through this. Oh well thank you for um being here I love you so much. I love you. Um I oh gosh now there's a plane going past again sorry everybody. Um first of all everyone I just want you to know this is my first time recording on Zoom so this is exciting and new. Apologies if it lags a little bit. Um, and thank you, Kate, for being my guinea pig practicing Zoom recordings as well. <laughs> so, Kate, I was listening to um, a podcast the other day that talked a little bit about boundaries, and I thought we could riff off on, on this a little bit more today. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, boundaries... Yeah, that's a big one. So like what kind of what kind of boundaries? Well, what when I say I need to create more boundaries, what does that make you think? It usually makes me think about maybe like friendships or relationships or like even work where I or like whoever has probably given too much of themselves or not behaving in their best interest Mm. and it's not necessarily like for me it's not necessarily an obvious thing because sometimes being there with for all your friends seems like the greatest thing to do boundaries is usually about what's the best thing for yourself rather than everyone else yeah cool and do you feel like you're a person that has some pretty solid boundaries not I haven't always felt like that. Mm. I think that's something I've definitely started working on in the last couple of years. Um, And I think, I don't know, I think some people are super good with that straight away. Um, I think for me, it's come with age and it's come from probably feeling a little bit used and abused at work and, you know, working late hours or people sort of taking me for granted. So I've had to learn that boundaries are a good thing rather than feeling like I'm being selfish. Yeah, I like that. I've I've also been um, practicing boundaries a little bit more. Everyone who's been listening to the podcast knows that I have, well, and you know as well, I've had a big history of people pleasing and that has, I've discovered actually ended up led to um, my issues with my self-esteem and um I think it did, did stem from the fact that I didn't have boundaries and I was, felt like I was always just like running around after people and emptying emptying my little teacup kind of thing 
Absolutely. I think what you said about self-esteem is really interesting because I think for the people who struggle with boundaries, it's because for me, a lot of my feelings about who I am and what I like in a good way, the things about myself that I'm proud of um, is that I can be supportive and I can be selfless when, you know, needed to be like, I will like go above and beyond for people and I will think about them before myself mm. in certain situations. And I work really hard too. And like, not for validation, but because like, I genuinely just want to do like, like good work, but finding boundaries means also um, valuing yourself for in a different way. It's not like wrapping your identity up on what you do for others can't be the complete picture of that. Oh my goodness, was that a plane? Yeah, oh my gosh, sorry everyone. I live by the airport, so that's an, another plane. I don't know why they all go at this time of the day. Um, but, but yeah, I think like that identity thing is a really important one because it's like, it's easy to, it, it's confusing sometimes when your self-esteem is actually getting like battered around a bit by the things that you think are good and valuable about yourself. And they yeah. are. They're just not all that you are. So having boundaries is basically like having balance and being able to find value in yourself when you are doing for yourself. Yeah, I like that. And I liked the, there was, I heard a point about myths around boundaries. So a boundary, what, I don't know, when I think, when I, before I had heard this, when I thought about a boundary, it made me feel like, because I am a people pleaser, it's like, oh my gosh, I have to create a brick wall around me and just be an introvert and not talk to anyone ever again. Obviously not that extreme, but um, it does make you feel like, oh, I'm putting up all these walls so people can't like get in or know me. But it's actually coaching or teaching the people around you how to treat you. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, who are you really, who are you really, I want to talk about this a little bit more, more with you, but who are you really looking after when you're setting a boundary? You feel like it, it's for yourself and, um, you know, so you're not people pleasing all the time or whatever. By you, I'm meaning myself. <laughs> um, yeah. But you're, in actual fact, when you, when you set a boundary with somebody, you're actually teaching someone that life doesn't, work that way I don't know does that making sense absolutely and I think um I think that again that's wrapped up sometimes in self-esteem so like mm. a really good example often is like working with the relationships with your managers right so I went from you know one of the best managers I've had they always sort of taught me what I needed to do. They didn't just do it for me or they didn't just kind of come over the top. They would have a discussion and I'm very much like, I want to learn. And then I became in a management position, which I didn't feel necessarily equipped for, but like by just, you know, a lot of people would ask me a lot of questions a lot, a lot of the time. And one thing that would make sense would just be to, um, you know, do it for them. You're going to do it quicker, blah, blah, blah. 
but actually by putting boundaries up and saying, no, I'm not going to do this for you, but I will spend some time talking you through it. Not only was that meaning I wasn't taking on other people's work, which was good for me, it actually is so much more beneficial to the people who are asking the questions and them knowing I can come to Kate about something and she's not just going to do it, but she'll respectfully talk to me about it and teach me something like I, I learned that that was actually a boundary that was valuable and made me feel better rather than just being a people pleaser and trying to do everything for everyone, which actually doesn't really help anyone in the long run. Yes, I, that reminds me of when I um, was stepping into the, into to a 2IC position at my work and it was like, I was always the nice one, the nurturing one. And that's how, that was like my identity is just to be nice and nurturing and look after people and help people with how to do things. But it did get to a point where it's like, if I'm not teaching, if I'm not learning how to coach rather than just be nice and nurture and give the quick answer, if I'm not learning how to coach people, how to interact with me, I am getting used and abused sort of thing. Like, um, yep. I lost my train of thought, but yeah, that reminds me of that totally. Well, I like that perspective, which I guess is just reframe things for me with the idea of boundaries, like who is it serving? Mm. And I guess I've always felt like it should serve yourself, but actually it can, it's usually beneficial. I mean, I think particularly in things like work environments, boundaries are really important because we have all sorts of boundaries all the time that we don't think about. They're like, you know, I like to swear like a sailor most of the time, but I understand when I'm in a professional environment not to swear, right? Like mm. that's not something I consider a boundary, but it is. It's not me not being myself. It's me being my professional self, which has different limitations than if I'm in the pub with some friends. Like we all, we all live with those sorts of boundaries. And I think I, I know people who, who struggle with that concept and I find that um, sort of very lacking self-awareness. And I think boundaries are about being self-aware. Um, and yeah, certainly, certainly in work, you know, I feel like, again, I was quite, not necessarily just the nice one, but like, I very much feel like I c I'll just do things myself and I struggle with delegation and I realized particularly with film uh, and when I went into directing more is I can't produce and direct at the same time and I got kind of pulled up by my friend who was on the project and they were saying you know you're not paying enough attention to the to the shot and I was like I know because I'm thinking about all this other stuff like and I realized oh I need to put a boundary up like they're pulling me up for it and they're right like I can't produce and direct at the same time I need to give that to someone else to do and it made the film and the shoot go better once I you know had to let go of some stuff and put some you know a, put a fence around what I was doing on that day and trust that other people can do the other stuff and they did and I'm glad that I got kind of pulled up for it because I felt like I'm doing everything but also I didn't have to and if I'd never been pulled up about it I would have continued to and it probably would have made the film suffer mm, I like that and it kind of reminds me of I, I'd like to go back into that a little bit further by um 
I sometimes, and it's probably a little bit of my misguided loyalty, which I've talked about before, but um, delegating something to someone, it's, it's not like the, I could do it better if I did it myself, but it's the trusting that it will get done kind of thing. So how did that make you feel when you actually had to like let go and trust that the rest of your team, I mean, okay, this is a whole other side tangent about teamwork and things, but um, trusting that it would get done. And so you could focus on that one thing. Can we talk about how that made you feel a little bit more? Yeah, I think it was one of those things that I'd kept inside and not articulated for so long. And I got, it was kind of like, not an argument, but it was fairly heated because I felt uh, at my initial reaction was I felt a little bit attacked. Like I was mm. like, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm being told I'm not concentrating enough. And he was really good because we we're partners on anyway um, on the project. So it mattered just as much to him, but he was like, well then tell me what you need me to do. And so when I realized and I had to articulate what I needed and I needed to not think about I, what, what I realized is I didn't even know what I needed to ask for until I asked for it. And that was the hardest part. Once I did, I noticed straight away the shift. Like there was no question for the rest of the day, whether I could trust that he was getting that done because he was just doing it. Like I felt an incredible weight off and the feeling of like sort of being criticized or attacked or like having to defend myself dissipated so quickly when he was like, no, like it's important you can focus on what you need to focus on. Let me take this stuff away, like so you can do what you need to do. And it's not in my nature. So I think what was good was having that example where I had to deal with it. And I I learned from that that it's not a weakness and and so I can practice it more, I think. Like I'm better now at saying what I need rather than holding it all in and yeah, being kind of a control freak, um, <laughs> <laughs> unsurprisingly. Um, and feeling like I didn't feel like I was letting anyone down by not doing all the things. I realized I'd be letting myself and the whole project down if I, a shot wasn't as good as it needed to be because I was distracted. So yeah, I'm actually really grateful that that happened and it mm. gave me a lot more perspective. And also, you know, in terms of self-esteem, like it, it, it made me confident in a different way, which was going that you don't need to hold it all in and have, you know, juggling a million balls in the air to be, to prove yourself that me just making sure that the shot looked the way it needed to look is the most valuable thing that I can contribute and makes me feel good knowing that I did that and that I was able to do it well. Yeah, that's so good. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think I do struggle with, um, and I have been struggling with a, in the work, in a work situation about taking on all of, all of the things and being like, Liz, it's not going to burn down just because you didn't file that in a in a way and had to leave it for someone else to do even though I know that if I filed the thing I'd do it in two minutes and if someone else filed the thing it would take three hours but um yeah learning that balance in the workplace I think is really important but what would you say to a walnut who is thinking that they're a peanut but wanting to set some like social boundaries yeah social boundaries are I think harder because mm. 
like I said, you have a professional self. And I think those boundaries, like that persona, whatever, is fairly intuitive. Like you understand and everyone's sort of doing the same dance. Whereas in social situations, like you should be, you know, in just yourself and with friends and with partners, like, and family, um, boundaries, I think are a lot harder for me. I know I've literally said this, that I not wanted relationships with boundaries because I didn't think that they would be then real and valuable. And I literally believed that for such a long time until I realized that's absolute like trash. That's not true at all. Like, I can have a really good friend and not want to live in the flat with them because, you know, that's where my boundary is. Or I could love someone but not want to go on holiday with them because they're not, they don't travel the same way as me or whatever. So I guess it would depend on their social situation, but I would step back from it if they're feeling like a peanut and step back from it and be like, what isn't serving me in this situation? And because anything not serving you means you're not being honest with your friend anyway, or whoever mm -hmm. it is, mm -hmm. um, and, and what, what needs to be fixed. I was going to say, well, why don't we put it into like a situation because um, everyone listening knows about me, peoplepleasing.com. So why don't we put it into a situation like that where I felt like um, a few years ago, I was just running on E all the time. Um, because I was living in, in the city and my home was where all my friends still lived as it was about an hour drive and I would literally on my days off come back out here uh, and go and visit probably about three different friends who had who hadn't come to my house in the city uh, when my and my granddad was alive at the time you know I could have been spending spending some more valuable time with him and I was just running around on my weekends popping in to see everyone because I love my friends and I'm nice um, and not hanging out with probably valuable cherished family time that I probably missed out on or even just relaxing introvert time I didn't do a lot of like sitting by myself which I do enjoy doing a lot um so what would you say to somebody who is a uh a day filler opera by just trying to be quote-unquote nice I think um I think it's almost like a deprogramming so you have to like start small yeah. so I think what you do is that like for for me, I keep a calendar. So if I've got something booked on a certain day, I've learned if someone else, say I'm going to a dinner and someone else is like, do you want to meet for lunch? I have, you know, decided or learned or whatever basically is listen to how, what you feel when you're asked that. Do you jump at that? Or do you think, oh, I'm like, I can't deal with too social, whatever. So one of the first things is like realizing how I feel Another thing is going back with a, oh, could we do it another day? And just saying, you're not saying no, you're maybe just trying to reschedule it to a day that's freer. Um, also, there's like, there's no harm in sort of, I don't want to say lying, but like, it's one of those things sometimes, like, you know, when you just need some space or some alone time or whatever, like, and you don't want to hurt their feelings or you don't feel like you can say that. Sometimes it's okay to say, oh, I can't do that day. And you're not lying. 
you literally can't because you choose not to, but like, you don't have to make an excuse, but like sometimes just finding a way to say no without hurting their feelings um, is a good thing. But um, yeah, so I keep like a calendar and sometimes I genuinely am like, I just can't, I, I need to keep a day free. Um, the next step for me is backtracking is sometimes I say yes to things and then I get to the day and I go, I don't have it. I don't have the energy. I wish I did. It's nothing against the person. I just know like for you, I can't travel an hour and do this thing or I could, but I'll feel miserable the whole time. And that there's nothing wrong with changing your mind and saying, I'm really sorry. Again, you don't have to necessarily give a reason if you feel like for whatever reason, it's not good enough to just say, like, I, I'm not up for it, but you can always just say, look, I'm really sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it. And again, try to reschedule, try to see the person another time, ask them if they can come to you. Like, remember anything they're asking of you should be completely reasonable for you to ask of them if it's a mutual relationship mm. and that, you know, if, if oh, they would, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I get so stuck on things like, oh, I really, I, I've got some work and now I'm not going to be able to go to the movies with my friend and they're going to be so disappointed. And I'm like, would I give them a hard time if they did it to me? No, I wouldn't. So I expect the same courtesy and understanding from them. And usually I'm completely right. And I make stuff up in my head and worry about it. But yeah, what you give, you should receive in any healthy relationship, I think. Oh my God, I love that so much. What you gave me. Yeah, that kind of went off on a weird tangent, but I guess those are my like, like small things would just be like planning your time, spacing stuff out. If you don't want to say no, try to reschedule in a time where you feel more freer or it's enough in the future that you're like not stressed about it. Listen to how you feel and, you know, you can change your mind. You don't have to have, you know, something like a stomach bug or you know I've got I've got a friend who used to say that they were sick and I would message back going okay I mean you're not but that's okay like because I knew <laughs> that they just couldn't be bothered or they were tired which is totally fine but they used the sick excuse because they felt like they had to have one and I actually didn't mind that they weren't up for it so I made a joke out of it because I'm like that's okay but you don't need to make up an excuse like I know you're not sick. <laughs> yeah. And it seems silly, but even just saying that to someone rather than calling them out, but being like, you know, you've got a valid reason to not come without having, you know, a, a dog ate my homework sort of excuse. Like, I think, again, you know, relationships, friendships, you should be able to be honest and receive understanding. And if you don't, probably need to reevaluate that relationship whether it's actually healthy or not yeah and and again then it, it leads back to um it's teaching people not only how how they treat you or how that you want them to treat you but it's also teaching them how to do life <laughs> do you know what i mean like sometimes actually i think we discussed this in the car when we were on holiday sometimes people let people act a certain way and then they act this way their whole life because no one's ever told them any different so creating boundaries is actually coaching the other person 
to maybe potentially not end up to be a fucking asshole <laughs> at the same time, you know? It's that's the thing, like the the amount of surprise sometimes when I've been not meek, but been, you know, fairly um accommodating, let's say, to other people's moods and other people's, you know, way of being. And then one day inevitably you, you kind of clap back or you you snap or mm. you just don't take it. And the shock, it's not even anger, it's the shock that is on their face because they are like, what? What is happening here? And I've learned that, like, again, I'm not serving them or myself by swallowing stuff that I like, swallowing behavior and, and biting my tongue. When, like you exactly said, like, they might not even know that they're upsetting me. And so they're losing probably friendships, people drift away, the whole ghosting mentality, you know, it's so easy for people to just disappear. Mm. Um, it doesn't serve anyone because no one learns any lesson out of that. And you're more likely to just rinse and repeat with someone else. Um, whereas I, I'm quite a believer in, um, in giving people the, the space and the opportunity to change and really recognizing it when they have. Um, so I've kind of had a few friendships that have been a bit tumultuous over the years and like, yeah, I've just, I've seen more value in investing in that than cutting my losses because, because often you can reach a whole new stage of friendship or whatever with that person that's so much more honest and open that it's actually so valuable to both parties because you've gone through some stuff and made new boundaries and understand each other on a deeper, deeper level, which is valuable. I think. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that actually, I'm not going to lie, that made me feel like a feeling. <laughs> and I got like a little bit, um, a, l a little bit, maybe triggered, a little bit sad, almost like I feel, um, well, as you know, I've had a couple of mean girl, quote unquote, I call them mean girl sagas um, over the years. And yeah, it's like, had I maybe stuck up for myself a little bit more or gave that person the opportunity to like what you said, make it not make it right, but you know what I mean? Give them the, the benefit of the doubt and to, to try and do you know what I'm trying to say? I can't say I, the words I, because I'm feeling a bit emotional. <laughs> no, I, do, I, do. I, I think though, in some ways, those relationships are almost, they're the initial rinse, but not repeat kind of thing. Like I've yeah. got relationships that, have fallen through from the years. Again, maturity levels were lower. I was younger, I had less life experience. I wasn't as good, at, I wasn't as confident in myself, all these things. And I don't, I guess the thing is, is that I think about those friends sometimes um, and I don't have bad feeling towards them. Mm. And sometimes I feel like, oh, what if I reached out and you know asked how they were or whatever. And I realized, no, I don't need that either. I, I've taken the lesson from that. And again, that's how you then decide if you want to invest in people and put boundaries up and, and let, I think putting boundaries up instead of it being a wall, it's actually getting through another layer of you, which is, it's, it's actually dropping a facade of being okay with something or biting your tongue, which you're not like boundaries aren't really putting walls up. Mm. It's actually telling someone more about yourself and what you're willing to tolerate. And if people aren't 
you know, willing to come join you where you are, you are, or find a middle ground, you've cut through a lot of shit before you've had to go through a lot of shit. So I think that's why when we're younger, especially girls, like, I don't know about you, but like so many friendships would change year after year and girls would fall out and stuff. And it was because we didn't know how to actually be vulnerable and know who we were and know what we deserved. And we had to go through all that crap to probably work it out. Mm. So it does feel bad. You think if I'd met that person later, we might be best friends. Like, especially as well, like think about past relations with like boyfriends and things too. You're like, you know, timing is an interesting thing because it's about knowing who you are. You can't put a boundary up if you don't know you need it. And you often Mm. don't know you need it until it's been crossed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So it's like, I, I did, I had a friendship where I was like, I don't want to have a friendship with boundaries. That's not an honest relationship. It's meaning that there are rules and there are lines and all these things. And I realized, no, it's actually more honest to accept that there's lines that shouldn't be crossed. And, you know, certain people who I'm like, I'm not going on a holiday with them. They'll drive me crazy, but I love seeing them for dinner or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it means that the relationship I have with them, if anything, is more honest because we know where we fit in each other's lives. There's no pretending. Oh my God. Yes. I feel like we have just debunked the whole creating boundaries as a wall. I loved that. What, how you said it. It's like, a, it's like a layer of yourself coming. I think so. What is it? Seeing behind the veil. <laughs> The facade drops was what I was saying. The facade drop, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful, um, like visual. (laughs) I've never thought about that before. It's quite. I love these conversations because it's made me think of it differently. But I've definitely put value on boundaries in a way that I didn't used to. Like I used to think of it, like you said, walls and being selfish and closing myself off. But actually, I think it's just the most honest thing you can do. And also being able to respect other people's boundaries. Like Mm. you might want to be really best friends and really close with someone and you know, they, they like you and they like hanging out with you, but you're not going to be, you know, FFs forever or sleeping around at their place or whatever, you know, like, um, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And being able to accept other people's boundaries too. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. I think I think it says a lot to your self esteem when you can put up boundaries that are healthy. And I think ultimately, if they are received by the other party, it makes for a better relationship. And it also, if they don't accept it, then you've not wasted your time with someone who doesn't respect you. Yes, I think that you just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I what was I going to say, Les? Oh, it's gone. That's okay. I also wanted to Kate just say, um, oh well, Kate's been editing for us guys. She has edited the Walnut All Day Live mini series so that I could put it on here for you to listen to next week. So thank you so much, Kate, for doing that and putting your time into it. I really, really appreciate it means so much to me you're welcome no it's been fun to do and hopefully you know when people hear it they don't think oh that's some crap editing but um 
I enjoyed it anyway, so I'm glad I could be helpful. No one will think that, and if they do, they can just turn it off. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I appreciate it, and I love it, and I think they sound good. Um, but just before we wrap up, I know I asked you this last time, but since you actually have been listening to um, me talk for <laughs> five days in a row, <laughs> on repeat, <laughs> um, what now with this new knowledge of walnut all things walnutting what does being a walnut mean to you I ask again now <laughs> yeah I can't even remember what I said the first time so I may repeat myself I think um from what you've said more I think I think it's serving yourself in a way that's not detrimental to anyone else so I think being a walnut means being self-aware um, and taking your time to let yourself feel what you need to feel and, and understand it or don't, but, but giving yourself time. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I think it's serving yourself in a way that's healthy and not selfish, um, which could just be a matter of yeah, like kind of that idea of stop and smell the roses. Like I, I noticed that uh, you talked about waiting to cross a road. Um, and I did that today with that in mind. Like Yay. I did. I was like, why am I rushing? I'm early and I'm listening to, you know, some music and I'm not going to be late. So I can just chill. I'll cross the road in a minute. Mm -hmm. I think being able to be mindful of, being present, I guess. Being, being a walnut means taking the present and making the best of it. So it's saying that thing that you like, asking that question or taking that time or, um, you know, booking that trip or whatever it might be. I think it's about being present in a way that's super healthy. That's what I think. That is such a beautiful definition of being a walnut. I love that. Thank you. And I'm so proud of you that you were present before you crossed the street and enjoyed listening to the music because it's so I important. I looked at my phone and I was like, I'm not late. Like, I don't need to rush. And I think that's it about being present, which is that you're in that moment walking to, I was going to netball and so I had to exercise anyway. So why am I rushing? Um, and it's like, you know, that will be the moment when I get to that moment. Right now, I'm here walking to the place. Be present in that moment. And mm -hmm. it's cool. It's cool to be, it's good to be mindful because um, we kind of rush through life so often, like rush through the work week for the weekend or whatever it may be. And taking the time to sort of enjoy where you are means that you can see the value in what you've got. Yeah, and I, I also like, um, and I have been enjoying, just catching yourself out. Like, I, lo I love that moment when I was in the street and I was like, and you probably felt the same, like, why am I rushing? Just wait for the yeah. green man. Like, I love it. I love being like, oh, I just caught myself out on that. Look at how yeah. I've been living my life, you know? I think it's so important to walnutting and being a walnut, and I actually enjoy it. And I hope that everyone else listening enjoys it too when they do it. <laughs> Definitely. And I think sometimes just letting yourself be in the moment too. Like I was feeling a little bit funny about something 
the other day and I'm not even really sure what triggered it, but I noticed I was feeling weird and I was like, right, you feel weird. Let's just sit with that. Like, don't try to solve it. Don't even try to define it. Just recognize it because it's there. Mm -hmm. And, and it wasn't something that again, like trying to rush through or, you know, shove under the rug or whatever. It was that, no, this is the moment that I'm in and I need to just give into it and accept it. And I don't feel weird anymore, but I also am not really sure how to pinpoint what it was either. But that doesn't matter because it was there and it's past and now I'm carrying on with my life. And if it crops up again, I'll see what I see. That, that's actually the second time you have referred to something that's a little bit um, to do with your human design. And I, didn't, I wasn't going to say anything before, yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah, that's because you're also an emotional authority too. So noticing your emotions is really, um, is really important. And you mentioned earlier about when you're making decisions, like, is it an instant yes or, or not? And that's, again, because you're a generator. Um, listening yeah. to trusting your gut and stuff but anyway that's a whole nother tangent and we we are running out of time <laughs> so yeah. I just wanted to just before we um go Kate what's your Instagram even though everyone will be following you from episode 10 but um if you <laughs> might want to follow you how can they find you it is at Miss K Bromley and uh you can find me through Lara or on um also you can find me on Facebook through the Walnut um, group chat is it called the walnut tree I should know that yeah that's the that's the free Facebook group the walnut tree yeah yeah the group so I can be found through that as well I'm a member of that um so yeah that's me oh yay oh well um thank you so much for this delicious chat I it's made me actually feel I feel energized <laughs> I don't know why but yeah I think I need to have a pudding now because I feel like I deserve it yeah I feel like we so deserve it I feel like that was like a big purge of thoughts and I'm sort of like exhausted from it but also energized from it so yeah we'll see how that comes through and if it translates to people yeah well um I hope you guys have enjoyed this chat um and if you do resonate with any of this at all um please feel free to share this episode and tag Kate and and me um at Walnut Wednesday um feel free to join um my free Facebook group, The Walnut Tree, as Kate mentioned earlier, and have a chat to us some more about boundaries if you want to. But I thank you for your time. I thank you for being here. And Kate, I thank you so much for being here. I love you. Thank you for having me. I loved it. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.